Episode 15 of Fitness Behaviour with Bevan James Isles. Where do you set this marker? Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 15 of Fitness Behaviour with Bevan James Isles, your monthly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness and all the benefits that come alongside it. Well, it's, uh, it's what is it, it's about 8th or 9th of November today, let me actually check that out. It's the 8th of November, <laughs> and uh, I've just recently bought myself a couple new computers, and I have to admit, I'm loving it, I'm a bit of a Mac fan, and um, I've got the new Mac, I've gone without a mouse, and I bought myself a new trackpad, which is basically, if you're on a laptop, you have those little trackpads, but instead on my desktop, I've got a trackpad as well, and I'm kind of learning how to use this navigation systems, and I'm kind of, I'm like a big kid at the moment, because I'm kind of figuring out all these kind of trackpad things, but anyway, I'm sure, you know, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to you guys. It's been a pretty big couple of months just behind me there, I've had my Hawaii trip just been, and uh, did all the interviews with the top pros over there, I'm not sure if I mentioned that in the last show, I probably did, so I probably won't talk about that too much now, but I've had that happening uh, my running business has just gone through the roof, which is fantastic. And uh, at the end of last month's show, I was actually talking about that whole saying no to a few things and how you have to manage it well. And I got quite a bit of feedback from you guys identifying about, you know, learning to say no to things. And, and um, it's been a really good month for me in that way because I've actually looked back at my life and I've thought, well, what things are actually taking me more in the direction that I want to be going in my life and what things are moving me away from that direction. And, and the which ones are the most effective things that are taking me in that direction. And to be honest, um, I've had to kind of pull away from a few things that I really, really enjoy, but ultimately aren't, you know, there are more things that I enjoy better. And I've got to a place where I'm back in my happy place, basically. I'm in the place where I'm doing my meditation, I'm playing my music, I'm doing my sport, and I'm also producing business stuff that I'm really proud of. So I kind of finished last month's show on a bit of a rant, so I thought I'd start this moment on a bit of a positive one. Uh, the show that I've got coming up this week for you, or this month for you, is um, I actually had a big show planning on the idea of meditation, and I think I'll do that next month. I've been a meditator for over 13 years, and I've actually just finished my meditation for the day just before, and I have to say, it's, it's one of the most valuable things I've ever done in my life was learn how to meditate, and so I think in next month's show, I'll do a big show on meditation and the value of adding a type of meditation into your life and how that can be a really, really positive thing in your life. But I, I kind of started to do all my work on my P's um, for the show on meditation. And then I got this email a couple of weeks ago and I thought, no, I need to do a show on based on this email. So I think I'll start the show with the email that got sent through to me in a few minutes and because uh, I think it's something that a lot of you guys will identify with. And I know it's something that I identify with myself. And so... Um, yeah, I think I'll pretty much just get straight into the show. Before I do, um, thanks to everyone who's sending through the emails. Again, I get so many great emails from people telling me how much they're enjoying the show and how it's really helping them develop themselves as um, athletes and in their sport life, but also in other areas of their lives as well. So I really appreciate it. If you can do me any favor in return, spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Send them a link to the show so they can have a listen. Um, and just, you know, show them how it you know, it's helping you develop yourself in some ways. Anywho, um, if you do want to send me an email, it's bevanjames at gmail.com. I'm going to get pretty much straight into the show now, so I'm going to rock and roll. Here is today's show.
I got this email the other day from a listener. I don't think I'm going to name names because uh, they're quite personal and, and I kind of thought that I'd probably read the email out to you guys but I did a show a while ago and, and to be honest I can't remember what show I was talking about this in but um, this person was saying how they're looking forward to um, so, well they listened to I think they said episode 12 and they we're talking about how when I was talking to a lady with coffee and how she detested herself because she wasn't what she used to be. And this person who sent the email through to me said to me in her email, she said, well, how do I fix this mindset? And I kind of went back to her and said, well, I may be doing a show on this. Can you share a little bit more about what you mean? And when you talk about how do you fix the mindset of comparing yourself to what you used to be in the past? And um so I thought I'd read out, and bear with me, to be honest, one of the things I'm not too strong at in life is, is reading out loud from printed text, but I'm, I'm trying to improve myself. If you listened to me five, six years ago, I was terrible and I'm getting better, but I'm going to read this out. So, um, yeah, let's have a listen. So it, it starts off with um, kind of a bit of a history on where she was at. I was a normal-looking kid that was average at sport. I enjoyed the gym while in my later years at high school, and as far as sports go, went on to be successful pursuing powerlifting. This led me to study fitness management at Otago University, working as a lifeguard, aqua aerobics instructor, a swim teacher, and eventually led to work as a personal trainer as my core job. I then got engaged and subsequently married about a year later, 10 kgs heavier. Life just plodded along and took its ups and downs, and then I had my daughter, who has now just turned three. Wow, now nearly 30 kgs extra in weight, unhealthy habits, and the list goes on. How the heck did this happen? So 10 years on from then to now, then being when I lived the life I wished to live, now being an overweight mother who has, who as you quite rightly described, is putting it everything and everyone else first. But it wasn't just that. I tried my best to get back into fitness. All of my old tricks that I used to use with clients just didn't seem to work. For some reason, I would find some way to sabotage myself. The list of examples is huge, so I won't bore you with these. I could never work out why I never got anywhere, why I never actually saw results. After all, I should know what I am doing, as that was my job. I'd been there, and I had had an awesome body, and I was proud of it. I had done well in my chosen sport, so why? I used all the courage to give my local triathlon a go and get back into some small training sessions. As soon as I'd finished it, I felt deflated. It was only because I had other people around me saying how proud I must be of myself that those thoughts even entered my mind. My goal was to finish, and I had done that. So what was wrong? So this year, since March, I had been hibernating again. Then I won an iPod shuffle in a competition, and that led me to your podcast. I hadn't heard of these things before. Yes, I feel old at 32 admitting that. And I found your podcast. I listened and learned heaps. I joined the local gym and started back into some workouts that were not very enjoyable. That's another story. But having done RPM twice a week for two months, I knew it was time to get back out on the roads. I was mowing my lawns. They were huge between the hours it takes. And listening to episode 12 and the penny dropped, I could relate totally to that woman. I couldn't believe it, potentially the answer to why I had been sabotaging all my efforts. Since then, I've been trying to suss out where to from there. It's, it's, it's a really interesting area, this area, isn't it? Is how do we judge ourselves and how do we compare ourselves in a way that's not restrictive to what we're doing? And in this email from this lady um, I'm going to call her Sue, not because her name is Sue, just because if I say Sue more often, it makes sense to you guys. So <clears throat> in this email from Sue, she's really identifying that in her past life, that exercise was such an easy thing to do. 
And as your life slightly shifted along the way, exercise got removed from her life and she started to go down a path that 10 years down the track, 30 kg overweight, she was no longer happy with. And for her, she's not one of these people who's never exercised. You know, like if you go back, I think it's episode eight, and you think about episode eight, where in episode eight, you know, I'm talking to the person who's never exercised. How do you get back on the horse? But for Sue, she's been successful in exercise before. She's been a personal trainer. She's she's competed at a high level at sport. She's been successful. And over these years, she felt she couldn't get back on the horse. And if anything, she felt like more like a failure because she knew, no, I'm putting words in my mouth here, in her mouth here, but <clears throat> she knew the things that she should have been doing, but she still couldn't get herself to do it. And when she listened to episode 12, she totally identified with the fact that she was comparing herself based on what she is right now to what she is in the past. And maybe that's been a real limiter for her as she's trying to move forward based on where she is right now. I thought I'd share an experience with you guys actually around uh, that I had recently, and, and it's different but similar to this experience. I I may have talked to you guys, I think I have, I did a race a couple of months ago called the Abel Tasman Classic, which is a stunning, beautiful race. The Abel Tasman is a beautiful um, trail walk in one of the national parks in New Zealand. And once a year, they close off the track and you're allowed to run it as a race. It's around 36 k's and um, they limit the field because it's a national park, so you can't have too many people on it. So I think there's around 300 athletes on this course and... Um, Seriously, if you ever come to New Zealand, I highly recommend that you do the Abel Tasman Walk because it is just paradise. But leading into this race, nowadays, you know, I've gone from a place of being a pretty high-level fitness freak. Um, I was a pretty good athlete. I think if you, you know, if you look at where I was as an athlete, I consider myself a, a really good local athlete and, you know, kind of like a third-tier kind of level triathlete when it came to being an Ironman, maybe even fourth-tier, to be honest. But... Um, looking back on my times, I was a pretty uh, kind of an elite guy and I would train anywhere from 25 to over 40 hours a week for a good six to seven years of my life. My life was exercise. Every moment of every day in my life was about getting the best session I could with exercise. And then in the last few years, I've moved away from that. In the last few years, I, you know, I still exercise a lot in comparison to the average Joe I do anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a week and on a bigger week maybe 25 but anywhere around that kind of time frame which is you know I understand it's still a lot but you know going back for three or four years ago where I was doing 35 to 40 hours a week it's a big difference and I signed up for this race and <clears throat> I knew going into this race that one of the biggest issues I was going to have was that I would be comparing myself to what I was in the past in the past, if I were to turn up to this race, I would consider myself a real contender for a placing in the race because, you know, my training and everything I did. Like when I went to races in the past, I considered myself a pretty competitive athlete. Whereas nowadays, based on what, it, what my priorities in my life, I could no longer devote the time it took to be a contender in this race, to be a real top level contender in this race. And so going into this race, I trained about on average maybe seven to probably a big week, maybe 10 hours a week of running. I still do my group fit, but leading into this race. So again, I understand that for a lot of you guys listening, that still seems like a lot, but in the past I would have trained for 20 hours a week for this race. So I wasn't what, what I used to be basically. So I got to the race and, uh, 
you know, kind of set up for the race. You could catch his boat and you kind of jump out on the boat. And I was talking to one of the listeners, actually, the Mountain Snail, and I was talking to him. And the race started off, and normally early on, in my, well, when I was, you know, what I consider myself to be a stronger athlete than what I am right now, I would have been aggressive at the start and tried to stay off the real top guys. Whereas in this race, the race took off, and I sat in a place where about 15 guys took off in front of me. Now, Again, I would normally want to sit around the top 10, maybe the top 5 in the first part of the race, try to be a bit more aggressive. But I knew that I couldn't stay with those guys anymore. And I started running along and I started kind of running at a pace that was you know, a little bit uncomfortable for my level of fitness right now. But it was by no means as fast as I wanted to be running. And I found myself going to this place of telling myself I'm not the athlete I used to be. That in the past, you would have been doing this. In the past, you would have been going faster. In the past, you would have been able to hold more intensity. Everything I was doing in that moment was comparing the thing I was right then as an athlete to what I was in the past as an athlete. And that thinking was holding me back as in having the most successful race that I could have that day. Because that thinking was basing my actions on a previous person on a person that I aren't anymore. The interesting thing for me in that experience was that I knew that I couldn't be of that ability in the race because I just hadn't committed the time. Like at the end of the day, the more experience you become in the athletic world, the more you realize that if you want to be successful to a certain level, there's a certain amount of work required to get there. So for example, if I want to do a 240 marathon, there's so much work that I have to commit to do a 240 marathon. If I want to do a 250, that's less amount of work. So going into this race, I knew the amount of work that I'd done, and I was happy with the amount of work I'd done based on my life right now. So mentally, I knew that I wasn't going to be physically the thing that I was in the past because I you know, set the priorities around it. But even though I knew this, these thoughts keep popping up in my head, these thoughts of, wow, you would have been faster in the past. As guys were taking off in front of me, my thoughts were going, oh, you know, you, you lost it. You're not what you used to be. Now that thinking was not taking me down a path of success in that experience and luckily for me I was able to identify that that you know that was the case that my thinking wasn't helping me achieve a great result and so I used some of the tools that we've used in the show before some of the where, where's your focus and that kind of stuff to actually focus on the actions that I could take right now to make sure that I can have the best result. And I think this is one of the things that we all need to start to think about is how do you compare yourself and what do you compare yourself to? I'm kind of just thinking about this as I'm going along and I'm thinking that the first thing is is that, that for a lot of people, comparison is actually a very dangerous, dangerous thing. Well, yes and no, I suppose I'm kind of going to contradict myself here, but the right comparison is a great thing. And we'll talk about what the right comparison should be later on. You know, if you can do the comparison in a way that's done correctly, it can actually be a really powerful thing and quite a motivational thing that's going to help you move forward. But if you're using the wrong types of comparison, you're only making yourself feel bad. And I'm going to talk to the wrong side first, and then we'll talk about some strategies around the right side of comparison to make sure that you're making good decisions that aren't making you feel bad and, you know, be successful with this stuff. But I suppose the first comparison we have is external comparisons. Comparisons outside yourself that make you feel like a failure. And this will often be people around you or expectations that are put onto you externally. And it can be 
um, the way the media portrays body image. It can be uh, your friends and family. It can be, um, you know, when you do try new stuff, you go along feeling like you're the worst person there. I'll, my, I'll give an example of my sister. My sister came along and did one of my monthly challenges a few months ago with boxing. And, uh, and you know, my monthly challenge does tend to attract, um, you know, fitter people. My six sister is, you know, she's... She's not unhealthy or anything, but she's not into a fitness in a big way. And the whole time she was telling everyone, oh, you know, no, I don't do fitness. I don't do fitness because you could tell that she was comparing herself to everybody in that group the whole time. And the downfall of that for her was, I haven't spoken to her her about this, but I probably should, was that it ruined the experience for her because the whole time she felt she was the weakest link there. And when you feel you're the weakest link there, is that going to move you towards exercise or is that going to move you away from exercise? Now, if you're in a place where you're feeling positive about yourself with exercise and stuff, comparison to other people can be a good thing. The competitive nature of it can be a really great thing. If you've got someone who you're trying to beat, your mate and you're both trained together, that can be a really positive way to help you develop yourself and to find the next level. And I think one day I'll actually do a show on competition because I think competition is a really powerful thing in life. But if you're someone who's struggling with esteem and have really struggled with your body image or with your lack of fitness or anything like that, I I feel that comparisons are generally only making you feel worse about yourself because the comparisons you look for when you think of externally are only justifying the thing that you feel bad about in yourself. And this can be dangerous, and there's a couple of reasons why it can be dangerous, but let's do a bit of an example here. Let's say you're overweight and you really want to lose weight. So you kind of have an idea of where happiness will be. I don't know if happiness is the right word, but success or where where it is that you want to achieve is. And so you're constantly comparing yourself to whatever that is, and you can find that comparison in someone else or in a magazine or, or, you know, whatever, or a previous version of yourself. But often the comparison that you're aiming for is way too big. It's too big of a jump to to get there. So let's say you're 110 kg and the comparison weight that you're looking for is 80 kg. Now, realistically, for you to lose that amount of weight, you know, based on half a kg a week, is it's 30 kg. So you're looking at around, you know, 60 weeks to lose that weight in a healthy way. And then let's let's take a step back from that. So if you've got if you want to lose thirty kg, and you've got sixty weeks to do it, which is you know like it's not happening overnight, is it? It's going to take a while. And and to be honest, that's the healthier route to do it. So if you're going to lose that much amount of weight over that time period, but you have this comparison that you've set for yourself that says that eighty kgs is success, then every time you see somebody who's eighty kg, or every time you see a magazine that's eighty kg, or every time you see a photo of yourself in the past when you were eighty kg, what is that doing? It's telling you that you are failing. It's taking your focus off the small steps it takes to create long-term change, and trying to aim for massive steps that are unrealistic, that are making you feel unsuccessful. And when you feel unsuccessful, what tends to happen? We tend to go back to negative behaviors. We tend to go, well, bugger, I'm never going to lose this weight. And so you have some of that destructive stuff, you know, those big bad moments that I talked about in the last episode where you do really destructive behavior and don't really ever lose the weight that you want to lose. And if anything, you end up putting more weight on because there's that negative behaviors that come with feeling bad about yourself. 
That's a real example of where external comparison is really dangerous. You could look at it as an athlete. You know, you get these, um, you get people who, you know, and, and it's easy to do as an athlete as well because as an athlete, you want to be as fast as possible. And you see, you know, and, and like, there's only one best guy in the world at any sport, and there's always someone who's better than you. And if, if, on the positive side, if that inspires you to make better decisions in your training, to get out the door more, to have more effective training and to be a better athlete, well, then that's a really powerful thing. But if that just makes you feel like a failure, like I was talking to a guy the other day, actually, and, and he was saying how when he races, he, even if he has a good race, he gets to the finish line and he sees these other guys going faster than him and he has a sense of, I'm not good enough yet. I still need to keep working. And while I'm all for growth and progress, that comparison is actually having a negative effect on his athletic ability because it's making him feel bad about himself. And it's also ruining the experiences that he's having when he's racing. You know, if you have a great day and you come in and you go, oh, I still should be better, that's not really what sports is about. In those moments, you should be able to embrace and enjoy those experiences. So the first real area that we're talking about is external comparisons, comparisons outside yourself that make you feel bad about yourself. And I suppose what I'd like you to do over the next period of time is to look in the different areas of yourself, of your life where you compare yourself to other external things. And you look at, are you being realistic or are you being unfair of yourself, on yourself, I should say, and are you setting yourself up to feel bad by using those comparisons? Are you being unfair on yourself and are you setting yourself up to feel bad with those comparisons. It's funny how unrealistic we get with this stuff. I've talked about it in the past how, you know, you get new people who want, and I, and I think, and I'm kind of just going off the top of my head here, but I think what happens is, is we, we know what we want to achieve. And so we set these markers for ourselves as in the end goal. But really, what we need to do is we need to focus on what's the next step towards the end goal and look at comparisons within ourselves to get there. But before I go into into how, the other way that you can comparison to yourself is like our, our, our email we saw earlier, is you comparing yourself to your past self. And I think it's important that her, her email is a really interesting example of this, and it's something I've gone through myself, in that um, we have to be realistic around what our life is right now when we compare ourselves. So it's easy to look back at Susie Mo and go, okay, well, when she was younger, she, you know, she should know the tricks of the trade. She was a personal trainer. She's, you know, been a powerlifter. She, she was had a mean, lean body. She should know how to turn this around. But she had that at a time when she was young. She had that at a time where probably where she could exercise for up to, you know, 15, 20 hours a week without those, you know, restrictions. She didn't have a child. She didn't have a family she had to worry about. She didn't have all these other commitments around her life. She didn't have priorities. She could be selfish with her time. You know, she says at the end of her email how, you know, my life has become about other people, you know, doing things that other people putting myself second. And sometimes that's just a trap of being a parent. So her priorities have changed over that time. So based on the way her life is right now, it's really unrealistic for her to be able to try to expect to fit 15 hours training in a week. But she's comparing herself to somebody who is who could, without any, you know, worry for anybody else in her life, put 15 hours of training in a week. And this is where we need to start moving towards better ways to compare ourselves. For Sue, her life has changed 
It's 10 years down the track, and admittedly she's fallen off the wagon big time in comparison to what she was in the past. She has 30kg more body weight on her body, and she's a lifestyle that requires her to think of other people as well as herself. Now, hopefully she can move towards a place where it is a bit more focused on herself and not so giving away of her energy to other people at all times. But when we think about where we compare her, we need her to lose the idea that she has to be the thing she was in the past. Because realistically, that's just not going to happen. She now has a kid, she now has a family. I imagine she probably has a job, I don't know that much about her, but I imagine she has a job, she has all these things that she can't just give up to go and train 15 hours a week for. And this is where we start, need to start moving towards a different direction with our comparisons. The first thing is, is we need to be 100% precise about where we are right now. Not where we were yesterday, not where we were five years ago, not where we were when I was racing Ironman as hard as I am, I was. I have to be realistic around what I am right now. And that's where, where tools like testing can be a really, really great thing. The first thing we're trying to do is just to gauge exactly where am I right now. So instead of comparing yourself to all your friends who are fitter or looking at you know, yourself when you're younger and you're fitter, you actually go out and do a fitness test. And it can be something as simple as going, okay, I'm going to walk for as long as I can for, or, or I'm going to walk for 20 minutes and I'm going to go as far as I can and I'm going to measure that. I'm going to do as many press-ups as I can and I'm going to measure that. I'm going to do whatever it is that you want to do. I'm going to do a series of exercises that are going to measure exactly where I am right now. I've talked in the past about food diaries, those types of tools as well. Food diaries, where am I exactly, what are my food decisions right now? But it just doesn't stop there. You, you've, got to, you've got to do some setting. You've got to do some testing. Then you've got to look at it and you've got to go, okay, well, what's a realistic amount of growth that I can achieve based on the big picture of my life right now? And that's where some of this big picture stuff comes in. You know, it's all fine and dandy to say, okay, I want to knock out a marathon. But if you're working 50 hours a week, you've got teenage kids and you can fit in five to six hours exercise a week, that's an unrealistic goal. So we need to think about, okay, well, if I'm going to do some testing first, okay, so first of all, I am just trying to figure out where I am right now. I'm not looking to the past, I'm not trying to compare, and even when I do the testing, I'm not I'm not going, oh, but back in the day I was this, or my friends are doing this. I'm just trying to understand exactly where I sit right now in this moment in my life. Then when you want to think about what level of achievement you are trying to achieve over the next period of time. So over the next period of time, I need to lose 5kg. So in the next 10 weeks, which, you know, half a kg a week is a healthy amount of weight to lose. And, and I always think even be a little bit generous on yourself when it comes to weight loss. Go for 300 grams a week. Give yourself a few weeks extra either side. So if you have a bad week, you don't, you know, you don't fall off the wagon. But, you know, let's say, okay, over, I'm going to lose 5kg, so I'm going to 5kg, I'm going to lose 13, 13 weeks to lose that 5kg. Once I've tested myself, and I have a big picture understanding of the decisions I'm making in my life, then I actually sit down, and this is where it's going to be a little bit different, I actually sit down and look at my timetable. I look at the different needs of my life, the different requirements of my life. I look down and I go, okay, well, as a father, I need to commit so much time to my daughter. As a, as a worker, I have to commit so much time to my work. As a, um, as a partner, I have to have so much time for my partner, for my hobbies and my friends. You know? And I actually look at a typical week or you know, month in my life, maybe a month, because you know, 
it's it's interesting as I when I coach people, you often get them to do things like your timetabling and stuff, and you know they have the perfect week, but most of the time they don't maintain it because life happens and life goes wayward. But just to get an understanding of how much time you have to commit to the different areas of your life. What this exercise will help you do is it will help you do two things. It will probably help you motivate to see where you're actually wasting a little bit of time. And we could talk about time management later on. And, uh, you know, by adding a bit of time management to your life, you maybe have to add, incorporate some more exercise or, you know, healthier behaviors into your life. Um, and that could be, you know, with time management, we can look about food preparation and things like that. But really, the bigger value comes from seeing your life from the outside and seeing how much time you have to commit to exercise realistically and once we can get a clear idea of testing where you are right now you know really where do you sit right now if you exercise and then actually having a look at your timetable in your life and you can be realistic around the amount of time you can devote to doing exercise and, and really realistic not you know the dream that you think you can do but then two weeks later you feel like a failure because you can't do it you know the amount that you you can honestly fit into your life in a typical week that you have right now then the next point becomes, what level of success is realistic for me to achieve in this time frame that I have to commit to exercise and healthy lifestyle right now? So if you look at your life and you know you've, you look at your life and you realize you could probably fit in five hours exercise a week, and then you could spend an hour for planning around good nutrition and an hour every day you know, 10 minutes every day preparing your meals so that your meals are healthier and, you know, you're not going to have so many bad big meals or, or takeaways and things like that. But if you can plan these things, then you can then say the next point is, well, then what's a realistic goal that I can achieve in this next period of time? So let's take a step back. Step back. First of all, test where you are right now. Then have a look at your timetable and be realistic around your timetable in your life. And then think around how much time you can commit to exercising. And then what is a realistic goal for me to sit in in this time period? Now, these strategies are all good and well and good. But I think probably a few of you are listening right now and you're probably saying, well, you know, sure, I can I can do some tests to see where I am right now. And I can do, um, I can, you know, create, look at my timetable and I can create some plans around when I can exercise and all the rest of it. And I can set a realistic goal. So I'll go for 13 weeks for 5kgs. But when I go exercising, I'll probably still compare myself. You know, how do I change the comparison? And I actually think there's a few little tips that I'm going to share right now. First of all, when you do your testing, you're doing as much, you're taking as many records as possible that can help you just compare yourself to that moment in time. So things like taking photos of yourself pretty much naked um, if you're trying to lose weight, to actually take photos of yourself when you're naked so you, you you have a physical representation, a visual representation that maybe every morning when you get up, you look at that as the thing you're comparing yourself against. That all I'm trying to do is beat that. When you have your tests, you could write your tests up and you could have them on your fridge or on your, on your desktop, on your computer, or you could devote every morning that when you woke up, you're reading your test results to see if you can improve those test results just a little bit more each day. Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to implement some daily tools that help your comparison go back to where you were when you did the test and how you can move forward from that point there.
you could you could have a lot of fun with stuff like this. Like, you know, an idea is to re- if you've got like a recording on your iPhone or something like that, or, or if you've got a way to record, do an interview of yourself and talk. You know, do an interview of yourself right now as a part of the testing thing. Record your interview. Talk about your behaviours. Talk about your habits, and then make yourself listen to that once a week and see have I improved on that. You know, write a, a journal at the beginning of it. Where was I then at the beginning? As much information that you can install or implement before you actually start on the journey towards achieving this goal, it's going to be more valuable as possible. You know, get side-on photos, get front photos, get behind photos, and comparison yourself to, compare yourself to this the whole time. And then just don't put them aside and forget about them and then hope that in six weeks or 12 weeks from now it's gone. It's almost like every day you're looking to those things as a motivator to compare yourself to. For the athlete, it's a similar type of thing to test yourself based on where you are right now as an athlete. So if I were to do a marathon right now and I could do some, you know, 5K, 10K testing and then look at some, you know, my times for the 10K and then think, well, what's a realistic goal that I can set for this race from there forward? And comparing myself to that time frame that I'm working towards as a way to catch myself being successful. You know, to really find that. And I think ultimately that's what we're trying to do here is this is one of those hard things that we have installed in us. You know, we, we are, we're brought up to really compare ourselves to others. And when you have a, a, a negative comparison that makes you feel bad about yourself, it's often installed in you and it's often reinforced so many times throughout your day. And even if you do do these, you know, test yourself and then make many markers that you compare yourself to, you still will probably find yourself comparing yourself to what you were want to be or to other people or to yourself in the past. And that's probably the hardest part of this, is that whenever you do that, you need to almost snap yourself out of it and quickly go back to comparing yourself to what you were as you were moved forward from this first point in this journey. And maybe that's where you have something in your wallet or on your phone that wherever you find yourself comparing it to someone else, you could maybe put an affirmation in your phone just saying, you know, um, just thinking of an affirmation off the top of my head, but it could be something like comparing myself to others only holds me back. Re-remind myself of what I meant to be comparing myself to. And again, that's just the test that you've done. Then as you progress, so let's say it's now, you know, 13 weeks later, you've lost that 5 kgs, you're feeling better about yourself. But still, you you know, we all want growth. And so then you just do the retesting again. You go back, you go back to the start, you retest, you, you know, take some more photos, you make some more gauges, some ways to identify that you are moving forward, that you can compare yourself to from this moment forward. We all want to do it grow and we all want to develop and we all want to make them, you know, to, to get, become better in life. And comparison can be a good thing. And healthy comparison is actually a really powerful thing. But when comparison takes you to a place that makes you feel negative about yourself and makes you feel you're always going to fail and then leads you down behaviors that does make you fail and pulls you further away from the thing that you want to be in this world, it's just not good for you. So you have to learn ways to develop to remove those comparisons that are negative for you, to become aware of when they are happening, to put your focus back on a comparison that is realistic based on testing that you have done right now at this moment in your life. For Sue, she's not the person who was a bodybuilder 10 years ago. She's not. For her to compare herself against that person is only setting her up for failure. 
But if she were to do a test right now to create some markers around comparison right now and then set some realistic expectations around the time frame she has in her life, she's got a much higher chance of being successful in the growth that she desires. Spend some time over the next period of time and look at where comparisons may be holding you back and think about ways that you can implement some of the stuff we talked about today. Because ultimately, if you can find a place where you're comparing yourself based on what you are right now, and you move forward from that direction, you've got a much higher chance of being successful in the growth that you desire. Right, guys, it's uh, this month's show pretty much wrapped up. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, the show and uh, hopefully it helped open up some thoughts and some ideas on how to overcome some of this stuff. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting subject, I think, and I think it's a subject that um, a lot of people probably you know suffer with. There's another area I kind of would like to go down the path with, but I'll probably save it for another show, and that's um, the idea of, you know, worrying what other people think about you. And uh, that's kind of a comparison thing, but I kind of want to do another show completely on that altogether. Um, I've got a worksheet up for this one. It's actually on the website right now, so you can go check out the worksheet. Again, it's $3. You uh, go to www.bevanjamesisles.com, and uh, you can just get that there, and it's just a worksheet, and it's kind of got some of that thinking around testing where you are right now, having a look at your timetable, and then lastly, it's also going to get you to you know, set some markers around creating awareness around when you're comparing yourself to others and how you can have some better comparisons based on the testing that you've done. So you can check that out at bevanjamesisles.com slash fitness behavior and it's $3 US and it's a bit of a no-brainer. It's all pretty easy once you get there. Uh, the other thing you could do is if you want to donate to the show, and I've had a few donations through lately, thank you so much for the people who donate to the show. I really do appreciate it. It helps me to create better content and spend time devoting to uh, researching and, and putting out good kind of stuff for the show. So if you do want to donate to the show, just go to Bevan James Isles and under the show notes for this month's show, um, you can click a link there. It says donate now and you can just choose the amount that you want to donate. I kind of like that. There's another podcast I listen to called Dan Carlin's Common Sense with Dan Carlin. It's kind of an American political podcast and, and he kind of said the analogy the other day and I really liked it. He said that, you know, in this podcasting world, we're kind of like the street performers of the modern day and that, you know, we kind of put our content out there and we put our head out afterwards. And I, I did kind of like that. So if you want to support what, you know, what I'm doing and if you like what I'm doing, that'd be really great. You can check that out here. Um, if you want to send me through an email, my email address is bevanjames at gmail.com. Feel free to check, send me an email at any time. I uh, always respond within 24 hours. Sometimes not so much on the weekend nowadays. I'm trying to pull away a little bit on the weekend because can get a little bit too consuming, but most of the time I'll, I'll reply within 24 hours and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show and just if you have any questions or any topics that you would like me to do at any stage. I'm actually off to Taipei tomorrow, so that's going to be pretty exciting. I'm going over there to do a fitness conference, which should be really cool. And then I'm coming back and it's kind of wrapping up to the end of the year here in, in New Zealand. We are like unlike other countries, well, like some countries, but New Zealand is a summer for Christmas, so... We head into our summer season and the days are getting really long in Christchurch and my partner Joe and I have just bought a barbecue and um, some outdoor furniture so we're getting ready for the hot you know, the hot season and to have friends over for dinner and to entertain and stuff like that. So I'm kind of looking forward to a, that time of the year because it's kind of my favourite time of the year when the days are long and the sun is out and I'm a bit of a beach bunny so I'm going to be heading to the beach. Oops. Anything else? Um, 
No, not really. I'll, I think I'll pretty much wrap up this month's show. Next month, I, I, I'm almost guaranteeing that I'm going to do the meditation show, and I think that will be an interesting show because I think it's a little bit different to stuff that I've done in the past. And um, I may even do, instead of doing a PDF, I may even do a meditation MP3 that you can buy as a part of that show. But I'm going to talk about meditation, the value of it, and you know what I've gained and learned about myself through being a meditator for over 13, 14 years. Anywho, team, that's uh, pretty much the show for this month. You guys rock on, and I'll see you guys next month.